You are behind the curtain. Powered by LaPrenza. To read more, go to LaPrenzaSD.com. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a new public affairs podcast that tells you what's really going on in San Diego politics behind the curtain. My name is Art Castaneris. I'm the owner and publisher of La Prensa San Diego newspaper. My guest host today is Barbara Bree, former city council member here in San Diego. Hi, Barbara. Uh, it's great to be with you, Art. I think it's your birthday, so happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> I won't ask how old you are, uh, but you have been going behind the curtain a lot. Uh, writing about something called the Urban Area Working Group, uh, something I didn't know much about before. So, yeah, what what have you been? What have you learned? Yeah, this is a great story. We started this story back in December, and I've been in politics in San Diego for 31 years, and I had never heard of this secret committee that's been going on for about 16 years. And what it is is it's a committee made up of police and fire chiefs from throughout the county that have been meeting for 16 years and have been allocating a total of over $200 million in funding that's supposed to be to prevent and respond to terrorism. And it's uh, federal money comes from the federal department of Homeland security. And the secret committee here in San Diego was secret only to the public because every single police and fire agency in the County at some point has received funding for toys and programs and training but they did it all in secret. They never had, they never held a public meeting. They never had public agendas and nobody knew that this was going on. So and the you, issue was uh -huh. the kind of technology that they were buying. So we ran into it by accident. We ran into it in April of last year at city council in El Cajon. They approved an MOU, a memorandum of understanding between their city and the city of San Diego to receive $400,000 in federal grants and it didn't say what the expenditure was for. So we had to do some digging and it turned out they were buying an armored personnel carrier, it's called the Bearcat. And that led me then to the Office of Homeland Security within the San Diego Police Department that runs this program. And uh, so we started asking some questions and then the story got even more interesting from there. And uh, is this group still meeting in private? Well, no, so what happened was they wouldn't answer our questions in December. And we had heard that there was another secret meeting coming up. We didn't know when and where. So La Prensa San Diego filed a lawsuit to challenge their meetings as being illegal under the Brown Act of the state of California. And the very next morning, there was a secret meeting scheduled and they postponed it. They canceled that meeting in December. And so they ignored us, but they couldn't ignore our lawsuit. So in the last three months now, they ended up amending the charter of the secret committee to specifically require them to follow the Brown Act and the California Public Records Act. And then this morning, they had their first public meeting ever. And they had to do everything out in the open. Great. And, and we what we now know <laughs> is the kind of equipment that they've been buying, which has included armored personnel carriers, riot gear, license plate readers, um, facial recognition technology, very controversial purchases that instead of being done at a public meeting, was all done behind closed doors, but not anymore. Great, and we, um, we do have a special guest with us here today, uh, Dave Myers, who spent 35 years with the San Diego Sheriff's Department and retired as a sheriff commander. Uh, Dave, uh, would you like to talk about this uh, with us and what you know about this situation? 
Yeah, thank you, Barbara, and uh, thank you, Art. So over my many, many years in the San Diego Sheriff's Department, I have had exposure to the, uh, to the committee that uh, Art talked about. Um, uh, I have attended in the past several of those meetings and, and where we talk about urban area security initiative funds from the federal government. And those funds go to pretty much every fire department, every fire district, lifeguard, and every police agency in San Diego County. Um, so I'm very familiar with the, the, the program and the processes, um, but I think, you know, at the heart of this is, does the public know? Do the elected officials that approve the funding through their governing bodies know? And uh, in my opinion, I think they should know. And Dave, uh, were you at the meeting this morning? I did attend it virtually, yes. And what did they discuss today? They talked about uh, approving uh, fiscal year 20 allocations and specifically line items within the fiscal year 21 uh, federal grant application. And there was a lot of discussion amongst the members as to what should be funded and what should not. But it, now at least it's happening out in the open, which it wasn't uh, before La Prensa wrote about it and unfortunately then had to file a lawsuit. Correct. Um, you know, it, it's the, the light of day is never bad uh, when it comes to doing the public's business and our governmental agencies um, should not be afraid to conduct their business in public. Those are public funds. The public does has a, have a right to know. And as we have and heard in the past and arts publication has talked about in the past is um, some of the funding items have to do with monitoring and surveillance equipment of the community. And so the community needs to know uh, as we saw recently with the smart streetlights in the city of San Diego that if you don't have proper notifications which then translates into, okay, who has oversight? Who is creating the policies and procedures as to how this equipment can be used or should not be used? And as we've seen over the last year is the Black Lives Matter protests. And when individuals are expressing their first amendment rights, are they then going to be surveilled using high tech police surveillance equipment. And so those conversations must take place in public. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we really discovered in this process, Dave and, and Barbara, is that we're not even arguing, we've written three articles. We haven't argued that the police departments and fire departments shouldn't have this equipment. That's not our position. Our position is that when it's done in secret without a public discussion, these types of issues about implications of privacy and surveillance go go without any kind of public scrutiny. So for example, right before we wrote our story, City of Chula Vista was exposed as having purchased license plate readers. These are on the front of car of police cars and they actively take a picture of every single license plate that they see. And it records the location, date and time and it puts it into a database. The police had purchased that without going to city council because it was under $100,000, which was the, the threshold where the police department could just do it on their own. 
And these are law enforcement tools. But what happened without a public discussion is that there was never a discussion about whether or not the city was going to share the license plate data with other agencies, or if it was just gonna be for their own use. It ended up that because the discussion was never had, they were feeding all the license plate information in the city of Chula Vista into a database that's run by a third party company that's available to 800 agencies around the country, including ICE to do immigration uh, raids within the city of Chula Vista, which is against the policy that the city council has passed to not help enforce law, uh, federal uh, immigration laws. So the police department and city council were at odds because they had never had a public discussion. That's what happens when there is no public discussion about how to use these technologies when it's done in the dark. I think that's what Dave is referring to. Yeah, so it's first buying the technology. What technologies are we buying? What types of equipment are we buying? And then it's how we use it. And all of yeah, it the should be and procedures, public. right? That right. that protect the public. None of these discussions were had over the last 18 years or 16 years when $200 million were spent within the county. It was just done among police agencies on their own in the dark. And we think that's the public was deprived of that debate. And Dave, you believe that it should be done in public as a former uh, senior member of the sheriff's department. I, I absolutely believe that the law enforcement business should be as transparent as possible without compromising victim information, but as transparent as possible when it comes to conducting the public's business. And that, in my opinion, would help create and bridge that gap that we see in trust that is occurring, especially today within law enforcement. That's exactly right. I think the timing is really important. Maybe five years ago, buying riot gear and armored personnel carriers sounded different than it does in this environment now of police reform and criminal justice reform, where these militarized equipment are being used against protesters and they're purchased as anti-terrorism uh, equipment. So uh, one of the lines that we used in one of our articles was, for 16 years, they spent $200 million. We haven't had any terrorist attacks in San Diego, yet that equipment was used against residents of San Diego. E even as recently as just a couple of weeks ago, there was a protest down in Pacific Beach and San Diego PD rolls out these armored personnel carriers and uses riot gear that was purchased through these federal funds. So what do you both advocate going forward? Just do it out in public? Well, from my opinion, the public's bidding should be done in public. The documents that are, have been requested by Art and through his lawsuit need to be made public and transparent. There needs to be a reckoning, not only through the equipment that was purchased and an understanding of what it's used for, but a clear path forward as to the policies and procedures so that the public knows <clears throat> that there is an audit, that there is a trail, that there is some sort of quality control going forward and an accounting going forward as to how this equipment is used, who it's used against, and the benefit to the public. Um, Art, so what's the next step in reporting uh, that you're planning to do with La Prensa? Well, we're still waiting to get all these back documents. And as soon as we do, and we'll have uh, 16 years of documents to go through, we're gonna go through and examine every one of their applications to the federal government and see exactly how they spent this money. Going forward now, 
starting with today's meeting, everything they do is going to have to be in public and everybody else can scrutinize what they do. And the individual cities that are applying, now their city councils are gonna to have to prove to their residents that they're properly using and responsibly using this equipment. So going forward, I feel confident that everything will be fine. I think that we still have a lot to learn about what happened during the past 16 years. Great. Uh, this is a very important subject in terms of building trust between residents and law enforcement, residents and local government. Art, you've done an amazing job of reporting, of taking uh, residents uh, behind the curtain. Uh, Dave, we uh, thank you for joining us today, lending your perspective as a former sheriff's commander with the uh, San Diego Sheriff's Department. Uh, listeners, please stay with us. Uh, we'll be right back uh, to discuss what we've just talked about. You are Behind the Curtain, powered by La Prenza. To read more, go to laprenzasd.com. There's more to come after this quick break. IVN has provided a platform for content providers who are serious about creating discussions that inform, enlighten, and educate. The Extra Point is a podcast produced in San Diego and hosted by me, Jeff Marston. Visit IVN.org or wherever your podcasts are found. Take a listen and subscribe. That's The Extra Point with Jeff Marston on IVN. We'll see you there. Well, you know, not actually see you, but, well, you get it. Do you have a business, nonprofit, or campaign that needs to break through the communications clutter? For over 10 years, IVC Media has developed a suite of digital tools, data sets, and creative techniques, all to help corporate, government, and nonprofit organizations like you deliver authentic, innovative, and effective communications. Our teams in San Diego and Tijuana can help you overcome the most challenging communications projects in any language or location. Visit us today at ivc.media. Wow. Dave Myers really took us behind the curtain. Barbara, what did you think? Well, you know, I did serve on the San Diego City Council for four years, and every day I kept learning that there was more and more that I didn't know, more and more that was being hidden from me. And this is just one more sad example. Yeah, this is amazing to me that I've talked to so many council members in different cities now that have all voted to accept these funds, and they never knew exactly what even their own police departments were buying. And that's what really troubles me. I've been in politics a long time, and I respect that the voters get to choose their, their elected officials. And those are the city council members and mayors. But they were kept in the dark because even those elected officials didn't know what the police were doing. And that's wrong. These are public dollars buying equipment in the name of the cities throughout the, and the police departments throughout the county. And the public was kept completely in the dark. Well, Art, uh, you need to stay on top of this. I'm looking forward to your continued reporting of exactly what was bought with um, over $200 million of federal taxpayer money. Well, stay tuned. Uh, La Prince is going to continue to follow this story. Uh, if you want to follow this story and all of our other stories, please visit us online at laprensasd.com and on social media, laprensasd. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And we look forward to another episode soon of Behind the Curtain. My name is Art Castaneris, and thank you to my guest, host, Barbara Bree.
Thanks for listening to Behind the Curtain, powered by La Prensa, San Diego's original Latino newspaper. To learn more, visit laprensasd.com. Behind the Curtain is produced by J.C. Polk of IBN in San Diego. Podcast listeners, stay with me. If you're listening, if you can hear my voice, you are obviously seeking quality content that is engaging, enlightening, and insightful. Otherwise, you'd be out skiing, playing golf, or at the beach. So if you're hearing this, you are connected to IVN, and they are the leaders in content and explication. That's a, that's a fancy word. So I recommend that you sign up and subscribe to I'm There For You, Baby, the Entrepreneur's Guide to the Galaxy. I, Neil Centuria, your faithful co-host, along with my bride and partner, we will give you a quench of thirst for knowledge. How do you like that? And we're there for you, along with IVN.org. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. And remember the most famous line of all from Bernard Baruch, a pleasant old billionaire. He said, you can't go broke taking a profit.